No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and I'm in here today with 2K Baby. It's been a long time coming. It has been, man. How should we start been. this? Should we talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. You hit me up to interview you in, I don't know, probably like 2017? Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think, well, no, actually it might have been 20, because I remember I blew like 2018, 2019. Okay. So it might have been like 2019 type shit, 2019, 2020. And... I said no at the time because my, for the record, my perspective was that yes, you had a wave going, mm-hmm. but I like tapped into a few of the other interviews and I felt like you weren't really like yeah, giving that yeah. much on a lot of other interviews. Yeah, man, you called me boring on Twitter, Adam. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, oh, you called fuck. me boring, bro. I didn't know we took this to Twitter. I was like, damn, I went on there and I, and I seen like you had just responded to like, you know, like why I hadn't been on the platform yet. And it was like, I just feel like he's born straight up. Oh, but at the same ugly. time, I was like, nah, I respect it though because you keep it in a bean, you keep it in a hundred. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of made me like, you know, I'd be looking at everything from a lot of different perspectives. So I was also like just looking at it from like, you know, as if I was, you, mm. know, you know, and I had a platform where I was interviewing people. I'm like, okay, maybe I do need to juice it up a little bit, be a little mm-hmm. bit more entertaining as far as like beyond the music. You, you know, know what I mean? I think at that time, too, because you were signed at that time, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, I was. And you had the full label push behind mm-hmm. you at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was in a weird state, too, where I was kind of used to all these rappers coming up organically and stuff. And then I started to feel like, like during the SoundCloud era, it felt like all this shit was just happening naturally. Mm-hmm. And then I started to feel like around like 2018, 2019, that it just felt like the labels were always were like trying of, to push the hot new artists getting, on me type yeah. I understand that, but I'm gonna keep it a being with you. Like that wasn't even the case with me, mm. and it could have been. And looking back, like for example, like Columbia, like Columbia, the artists that they was grabbing, they uh-huh. grab their artists and take over the internet with their ass, like right. real. Sh- you know what I mean? I had caught my way, my internet wave. I spent my last little thousand, two thousand dollars on my little freestyle video, paying as many people I could to get get it reposted, and then it generated this momentum. And that's when the label came. That's when Warner came, picked me up, and. Sh- once I had signed a deal to Warner, after I signed that deal, I ain't not one song I dropped from that point forward had been pushed or went the way that mm-hmm. my original song went before I got with the label. You know what I mean? And to be honest though, I regret it just because when I listened to your like your old and your new shit, you were very ahead of the time on uh, ahead of the times on Appreciate what that. is basically like the dominant style of rap now, which mm-hmm. is basically like the melodic rap, but street being mm-hmm. said. In more of like a, a sing songy R and B type way. To like, I'm trying to go beyond that. Shit. Like you just said, now that is like the main. Mm. You feel me? What I was doing back then, that's not really that special now because everybody doing that. Shit. So now I'm kind of trying to lean out of the. I mean, I'm still always going to do the melodic rap because that's my core fan base. But I'm trying to do like real gr- more grand, bigger sounds than just hip hop, just rap. You right. know what I mean? Like I know I got a voice, so I'm really trying to get into like real music, like singing and all that type of. Yeah, because a lot some of the newer stuff does sound even more like you're really trying to kind of go outside rap. Like it's actually kind of crazy watching the video, and you got like 20 kids in a parking lot, like that all kind of look like you type, and then you're you're doing music that doesn't really sound like hip hop or street rap at all. Facts, 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 and 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 it's also a throw off too, because like if you ever be around me and just listen to the music I listen to on a regular basis in the car and like that, like I listen to turn, listen to like same lot of young listen to you feel me so you can be listening to drill or whatever and then when you actually are making music your brain doesn't go that direction when i'm making music though like i don't know it's like i can only produce like my sound like you know what i mean not saying that because if i wanted to i could i could get on that rap talk that rah rah but it's just so many doing that so many people doing it like Mm. i'm like bro like why would i want to do the same 
everybody else doing. But uh, what, what about somebody like Apollo G who kind of splits their shit, where like he can Apollo do, he can do, yeah, he's amazing. He can do the super melodic, shit, but then also from time to time you'll hear him make a, sh a song where he's just rapping his ass Ooh. off and it's kind of like refreshing because you're like, oh, okay, you can do a right, really nah, good job thanks. of that. Now I got a lot of that. Like in the vault, I have a lot of music, but right now I'm focused on like just one trying to get my core fan base back, like Turnt, which is mm. they like the melodic rap, and also trying to build new fans with the more grand music. You know, I want to sell out stadiums and shit. Mm. you know, selling out clubs and doing club walkthroughs and all that cool. But I'm trying to do big shit, like for real. Yeah, because it's kind of crazy. Like as a rapper, you almost like well, not everybody goes through this trans transformation, but even somebody like Dirk, you come out with a f like v like all drill type. Shit. Very, very street mm. early on. And then once you have that fan base, that fan base is kind of like open to you going in different directions. You just have to do a really fucking good job of that. Right. So even X is like an extremely good example of it. He gets popular off making this crazy rage mosh pit music. And then when mm -hmm. he starts putting out albums, he just makes now, shit when I, that's when more I came spiritual. In the game, when I came in the game, I had my core fan base and everybody so stuck on me. I could have got to doing this shit now and they would have followed through with it. But it's mm. like now I'm trying to... Um, my fault. Sorry. Now, you know, because I took a little hiatus. You know mm. what I mean? I had my little real life situations where I kind of fell back off the internet. I fell back off the rap. Like all that shit to really focus on my mental. Mm. So I didn't continue to lose myself because I was losing myself for a minute. So, you losing know, yourself how? Um, Just really like just not putting all my energy into focusing on me. You mm. know what I mean? I was focused on trying to please everybody else and save everybody else and make sure everybody else happy. Mm. You know what I mean? Before I make sure I'm happy. You right. know what I mean? And doing what I feel is right. I'm trying to do what everybody else is telling me. Like, you feel me? I had so many people around me. You know, when I got on, I was so focused on remaining a real. Mm. I ain't want to leave nobody behind. So I try to keep everybody with me. So what, you wasting money, taking your whole crew everywhere with you and shit like that? Type like what a lot of rappers do when they, they get on, you know, you get a crew up. You mm. know what I mean? I grew up, you know, watching my favorite rappers be turned, you know, in fat cribs with they and shit. So when I got turned, I'm like, and do the same shit. Got me crib, had six, seven Louisville with me mm. you know what i mean all day every day you feel me definitely yeah i mean i've heard from a lot of people i was watching a hit boy interview the other day he's talking about as soon as he took off as a producer he gets a crib and he got a whole game he's even worse because he's in la mm -hmm. so his homies are like right there so he, all of a sudden the house is filled up with 20 mm -hmm. dudes that he really got love for but once you're like the only successful one you're basically like setting up a scenario where if you're affording them their whole lifestyle you're gonna lose all your yeah, you're enabling them. Yeah. You know, you're enabling them. And I and I try to put a lot of my positions where I didn't have to continue to enable them. You know what I mean? I try to put them in position where a few months from now, I'm you tell me hop in the car with you while you go grab a new car off the lot or something like that. Mm. You know what I mean? But, it, you know, that didn't play out how I thought it was going to play out. You know, and I couldn't continue to do that. Definitely. So let's go from the beginning, though. Talk about your early life in Louisville. That's where you're from from mm -hmm. day one? Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky, born and raised mm -hmm. my whole life. I ain't get out of there until I was 18. You ever go hang out at the skate park? Nah. It's been well, a long I'm, time. I'm, I've been to the nah, skate park that out there. That's about it. it. We do have a skate park, and I can't say I ain't never it's hung huge. out there. It's huge. Yeah, we the, the one I'm thinking of downtown. The, yeah, but the thing is, like, growing up, like, the skate park, we didn't go to the skate park to skate. Like, you go to the skate park, and up chilling and shit. Yeah. You know, sometimes the fighting, you know, shit pop off at the skate park. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It went for skateboarding. Like, no, you know? even the people who ride bikes and skateboarding. It's like the skate park is like you could hang out with girls there, you smoke cigarettes yeah, there, you drink there, yeah. you fight there. It's like yeah, I ain't gonna lie, there was an incident though where a little boy, a little boy and his mama got beat up, man. That's crazy. That's yeah. yeah, ever since then, like nah, like you know, be down there skateboarding and riding their bikes when they see 
start to come up and post up and get on. Mm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I'm talking like 2004 when I went there, a fucking oh, trillion years I was, ago. I was four years old. Bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was four years old. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't pick up a skateboard though. Till I came out here to LA, mm. got exposed to different, shit, seeing different. Shit, you know what I mean? And honestly, I had a lot of real life shit going on. And you know, I know you remember the phase where all the rappers were getting hit with Ricos and all mm-hmm. type of. Shit, you know what I mean? So, I think we're still in that phase. Yeah, we're still cooking up more Ricos. Yeah, bro, but. I know for a minute though that was like just the, the new mm. hot word on the streets. Like you feel me? It was just everywhere. So motherfucker, during that time for real, it was so much going on. I was really like, honestly, Adam, like I was really on some master of disguise. Like you know what I mean? Like for real, for real. Master of disguise? What do you mean? Like okay, boom. I right, look at it from my perspective. Like okay, I'm in LA or I'm in Atlanta. You feel me? But back home, I got all these around with two K chains on. Mm. You know what I mean? Just Dumb shit, you know? Right. Boom. So, and and there was some other shit I was involved in, too, you feel me, that, um, like, before I got my deal, that, you know, was allowing me to, you know, um, put on a certain image. You know what I mean? So you were all up in the streets when you were in Louisville, basically? Yeah. Am I yeah. saying it wrong? Louisville? Louisville. 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 A lot of people say Louisville, you feel me? Saying Louis is kind of kind of trashy. I mean, it's normal. I'm so used to, I, you know, I'm so right. used to people saying that. But back home, everybody from there, they say Louisville. Mm. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I had so much going on, bro. Honestly, bro, I'm like, to, to dodge that so I got to make sure I don't end up locked up, you know, in four walls. Paint my nails, dye my hair, pick up a skateboard, mm. all that shit. You know what I mean? Because I really got, I, I had, I throw me up underneath the bus, Adam. Like, I had really like, not, you feel me, that I thought was for me, that ended up not really being for me. So when that it happened, bro. I had to do what was best for me. So yeah. you you leave all the dudes that are your homies from back home. They're repping your, shit, but it's the kind of thing where it's like a label, but it's also some street. Shit. What do you mean by like leave? under the same leave? name? Well, well, you you're taking off doing your music. Well, no, nah, right? I had brought everybody with me. Right, I had brought everybody with me, but in the midst of that, you know, be back home, still right. go back and forth. You know what I mean? So you know, and at the same time, I might have four, I might have three, four of my with me at my house, and another three, four home at the time you feel me but you get picked up for shooting something not you but if somebody gets picked up for shooting somebody and they got the fucking 2k chain on the cops are like aha i mean like he's the leader you know a nigga could get picked up for stealing some stuff and he got 2k chain on right i ain't saying nobody was doing any of that right but you get what i'm saying though so your your younger days though like just to go in order your younger days were you like super in the streets while you were in louisville or what what yeah i was outside i was in the streets now i ain't gonna sit here and be like oh i was some killer ass out there shooting like mm-hmm. you feel me like all my partners they was a lot more wild than me you feel me i was really focused on getting some money i right. ain't gonna lie like i was in the squad that was really focused on getting some money i'm trying to put us on you feel me like i'm doing my music shit, you know now you know we had little incidences here and there where we had to do whatever we had to do but i wouldn't know i ain't gonna sit and be like oh i was just some killer like, but whenever man. i think about louisville i i think about how escg described it to me nah, and- Dope. Basically, so, yeah, he was like, you know, in my neighborhood, it's normal it's, for it's, everybody to be walking around with choppers and just yeah, in their yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even have to hide it. No, 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 no. In Louisville, like, everybody be walking around, you feel me? AIs, everything, like, you know, right. it's normal. And that, that's so normal. So that's, like, kind of your memories of your childhood is just seeing extreme like that? Um, Childhood, like, I'm, like, growing up. All the way up. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't really start being outside like that. I say to like 13. Mm. You feel me? Like 13 is when I really started like going outside like that. Like up to 13, I was, you know, hooping, feel me, back and forth with my daddy to my mama house. You feel me? Um, When I turned 11, I got 
took out my daddy's house and sent to like just be with my mama. It was like a no contact order with my pops to eighteen, like on some um some court CPS. Like really? you know how that. So yeah. What happened with your dad? Um, it was just a lot going on at my daddy's house. You know, um, a lot of going on. Mm. Um, you know, you know how that. Shit. I don't know. Well, I can't say you know how that. Shit, but right, I can imagine. Yeah, bro, it's just a lot of shit, man. Um, rest in peace, my father, though. You really? Know? Yeah. You lost his life recently, or? Yeah, uh, I lost my pops two years ago. So. And even though your relationship with him was kind of fucked up, was that? I wouldn't tough? say my relationship with him was fucked up. I ain't really get get to tap back in with my pops so I was like 17, 18. Mm. So, you know, these last few years I got to spend with him. I'm, I'm grateful for him. You know what I mean? And he was a lot different. He was a lot different and grown a lot. From since I was 10, 11 years old, from the last time I seen him, mm -hmm. you know. So. And so, were you getting in a, a lot of trouble, like just in school and getting arrested and shit? Was it not really like that? Um, I'm be one hundred. Uh, I got arrested when I was like 12 for like some little bullshit. Like I had a little BB gun, just pointing some BB guns at cars like that. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And then when I was like 16, I got arrested again. Car hopping. I was out car hopping with my best friend Uno. Mm. Um, rest in peace, Uno, too. But um, yeah, we just used to be out like 14, 15. Like I said, that's 13, 14. That's when I started getting outside. So we start car hopping, checking cars, that mm. you know, selling a little weed, taking weed from just a little, you know, fighting here and there. Woo -woo. Um, but yeah, when I was like 16, I was out car hopping with Uno. Feel me, just checking a whole bunch of cars and everything. Police got on our ass. We tried to run, hid in the shed. They took us out the shed, boom, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's some little juvenile shit. Gave him a little diversion program. You go to court a few times, get a diversion program. Got to do some little classes, write essays, whatever. And then soon, like, two months after I turned 18, I got arrested again for, like, um, got caught with an AR and some weed on me and mm. Boom. Got that bu bumped down to, like, an enhanced misdemeanor. They gave me, like, a probated two years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then after that, got arrested again at <laughs> a Lennox Mall situation, man. Right. Yeah, man. So all that was before the music started cracking off? Um, the Linux Mall was after the music. Okay. But everything else was, yeah, before music. But so when did you like, actually start working on the music and thinking that that could be your path? When I started, like, my first time we started rapping, I was 14 years old, bro. Like, my best friend, I got locked up. We was car hopping. Boom. He ain't get arrested for car hopping, though. He, he got arrested because the little, the, the yeeks, that's what we be calling guns. So the yeeks that we found in the car, he took them to school. Boom, got caught with him at school. He get jammed up. So I started rapping just on some, like, trying to be, like, on some free my bro. Back then, I was listening to a lot of little Herb and shit like that. So mm. just saying free on the song was just cool or whatever. Right. So 14, that's when I really started rapping like that. But as far as, like, taking it serious, like, really taking it serious, I'd probably say, like, a year or two after I really started rapping, that's when my big bro YC kind of picked me up and told me, like, just keep rapping. Like, keep rapping. Make sure you straight, got some money in your pocket, got some clothes, got some, you feel me, you eating. I'm gonna make sure your n***s in line, all your young n***s taught me how to like really get them in line too, you feel me? Even though they was, like I said, more wild than me and on bullshit, I was still, in a sense, able to form something. We was mm. just young I had formed some shit. you feel me, put some together. So, that's how that shit. So you saw that vision early on. Were you, were you singing Nah, that's what I was finna say. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't like old streets was like kind of like my first time kind of singing. I ain't busted a note ever in my life till I turned. Um, after I, when I told you I got arrested after I turned eighteen. Uh -huh. So what happened was when I got arrested for that. You know they trying they they ripped my car apart. You feel me? Because they trying to find some other. You know what I mean? So boom. Once I got out a couple days later, had my peoples pick me up, take me to the pound to get my car out the pound. 
my seats is ripped up, my radio's ripped out, all that. So at that point, I'm like, damn, like, okay, boom, I can, you know, just go back to the hood, you feel me? But I would have to get another gun, but now I'm, I'm out trying to fight this little shit, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I didn't want to do it, but I had knowledge that my but that my daddy and that side of the family was in Atlanta, but you mm. got to think, I ain't seen them since I was like 11, you mm. know what I mean? So really, I took like a leap of faith, like just took a risk, like, I'm ready to just go to the A, try to tap in with them, just stay out of trouble. It's a five, six hour drive from Louisville to Atlanta. Like I said, the police ripped my radio out of my car. You know what I mean? I had an Infinity G35, like a 06. You know what I mean? Mm. So I took that little five, six hour drive, no radio. I'm just smoking black and miles. I've been smoking black and miles since like 14. So I'm just smoking my blacks. I just start singing in the car, Adam. I swear to God. Mm. I swear to God. That's, how, that's like my first time singing ever in my life. I was in that car driving five, six hours, no radio. I uh, just start singing in the car. That's funny because I've definitely been there. Like now, everybody got a phone and an aux cord and shit that. But like back in the day, when your fucking radio wasn't working, or if you just didn't want to listen to the radio, you just kind of start like humming to yourself or whatever. Yeah, man. But that's funny that that's what got you started with the singing. Because yeah, the reason I why got I started, arrested, I would have never started singing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I would have never. It would never happen. The reason I started podcasting is because I went to Spain for a month and my phone basically like wouldn't work or like most of the time while I was out there so I wasn't really on my phone and so I had a lot more time to think and it made me realize that I wanted to start being a podcaster wait what would you go to Spain for though I was on a BMX trip so you was already turned yeah but as turned as you could get in BMX aka not even close to turned from a rapper standpoint but I definitely had some sh- no, but it's I'm, way more turned to BMX though, right? Yeah, BMX is kind of a small commu- community in comparison. But okay, so you're you're singing in the car, then you get to Atlanta, and then do you start recording this? Or? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Like I was singing in the car, I called a couple of my I'm driving. Like, yo, how this sound? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, man, that sound like all right. Like you can sing. As soon as I got to Atlanta, I called uh, my my big bro YC, who's my manager now. I called him like, yo, you know anybody in Atlanta I could tap in with? They got a studio. I know this one dude from his one studio. While I was, I got to Atlanta, drove to do studio. He had a little setup in his basement. And I was just down there, really perfecting. My mm. And then old streets came about. The way old streets came about so crazy, like because that's the one that has like sixty million on uh, World Star, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro, it's platinum. You know, my little brother made that beat. That was the first beat my little brother ever made. Mm. No cap. Like, we was in Atlanta. I was in that basement practicing my little singing. I had to go back home to Louisville. Because I was, I had all, I've been turned in Louisville since 14. I ain't gonna lie. Like, for the rap. Just on some rap. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back home to Louisville to do, like, some little parties and shows and for, for Derby Week, for Kentucky Derby. So I left my little brother in Atlanta. Mind you, I ain't even tapped in with my little brother, too. Same, I tapped in with my little brother same time when I tapped back in with my daddy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, um, yeah, I left my little brother in Atlanta with the dudes. That had the studio. They taught him how to make beats. And that one week, I come back to Atlanta. That's the first beat he made. He played me the beat. I'm like, that shit fire. We ran outside, shot the little freestyle video, posted it. And that shit doing something. And then that's when I took my, me and YC took out a couple thousands and just put it into that video. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that you just had that, uh, like, just a, it was just like an iPhone video of you just rapping it with no beat or anything? Nah, it was a, yeah, it was a video. My, uh, I played the beat that my little brother made out the car. Mm. 
And I had came up with like four lines in my head already. Mm-hmm. So I just sung the four lines and then the rest of it kind of just came to me. That's funny because that's like basically exactly how Quando Rondo got signed back in the day. Remember he was beating on the not car back, rapping Not and back shit? then, like, like that 2019, 2018, 2019, back then, like before COVID, that's when a lot of artists was still blowing up off that mm-hmm. organic content. Like, you know, now it's about, you know, actually recording it and putting the audio over the visual and shit. If you could stand out to people by just rapping and not really having like the full production also that was a time period in which like people were really really shocked to see a dude who was like clearly a kid from the hood but who was also like singing and had like real soul yeah and could hold a tone or mm. anything like that people love that type of they had beat no cars and just acapellas and all that shit. definitely okay no so you spent a couple thousand dollars to put the video together and then how'd you end up getting it on world star like I said, we spent a couple thousand just sent a hundred herd, two hundred herd. You feel me? Just as many pages as we could that would okay, take a little so payment. Just started doing it. promo for it, right? Yeah. And, and I ain't gonna lie, Worldstar caught it and they just liked it. They just, just reached out because that's what happened and, with and, YBN yeah. Not Mirror when we first was with him mm-hmm. that one song. But when Worldstar reached out, they put the video. Yeah. They don't really do that anymore. Yeah, not no more, not no more. But they liked it. They, it was content that they liked, so they just put it up. Definitely. Shout out Worldstar. That's crazy. So is that like the song that like really changed your life and all of a sudden yeah, the label bro. start calling? And Man, what? Come on, bro. I got, what? Yes, bro. I signed a million dollars. I cleared a million dollars off that song, bro. Really? Yeah, bro. So you had a label war going on for a little while there? Type shit. Like label started calling and shit, you know, once you get your first offer, next label. This is free game too to any artists out there that got any type of momentum and they getting calls and shit. Once you get your first offer, this label card, they try and boom, 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 they mm-hmm. offer you, oh, well, who do offer me this? You feel me? You got to pit and, them against each boom. other. Yeah, then they going to offer you, boom. Now, let's say a third label call, yo, you go back to the other level. They offer me this, and they going to take it up a notch. You feel me? So, yeah, I ain't going to lie. I had, like, a lot of labels calling. A lot of labels flew out to Atlanta and pulled up to that same basement I was in practicing my sound and sat down with me wow. and offered me different numbers. And what, which label did you end up choosing? Warner. Warner. Yeah. And, and I wanted, they changed my life. And they gave you over an M to sign? Yeah. Wow. Well, you got to think at the time when I had signed this 2K baby, the only thing out was O Streets. Mm. Just a freestyle video. And I had probably just uploaded the audio on DSPs. And then, you know, honestly, I had pulled up to the pulled up to the office and I played them all all the songs I had made in that basement while I was perfecting that sound, that melodic sound uh-huh. I just discovered. I was playing them all that. And they were fucking with all the stuff you had unreleased as well. Yeah, but when I had signed, like, the only song I had out was O Street. So it's too good, baby. Was your mentality fully confident, or were you kind of nervous, like, holy shit, they're giving me this much money, and I got to actually, like, show and prove? Like, like where was your mentality at? Because I could see it going either way. I ain't going to lie. My, my mentality was definitely, like, I was super confident. Mm. Like, I ain't going to lie. It was still surreal, though. You know what I mean? Everything was so surreal. Like, it was crazy. Like, it. Any day I feel like I could have woke up and it could have been a dream. Right. But just being a kid from the hood, that's like the craziest at the same thing time, possible. At right? the same time, I just knew like everything I had been through, mm. and everything I had sacrificed, everything I had lost, everything I had gained, like just everything I had been through to get to that point, I was just like, nah, bro, like I'm going to make it worth it, bro. I'm going to make it worth it for everybody around me, bro. That's like, crazy because you know I mean? like now that you're in the industry, you know, Loads of people who have had the same experience where they basically just get signed by a label out of nowhere and have all this money. And shit. But like from your perspective at that time, you didn't know anybody who had ever had that kind of experience, right? Mm-mm, nah. And the only person from my city that had ever made it out, like that blew up before me was Bryson Tiller at that time. Mm. You know what I mean? That was the only other person that had made it out. And you're not exactly looking at him like 
he's the same as you, right? Because he got like a super clean image and all that kind of shit. And you're more like. I mean, me and Bryson from Bryson from the South. We from like the same area. Oh, okay. You know what I mean, did you so, know him before he was successful or no? I'm be 100 with you, bro. I used to work at Popeyes, bro. No cap, I worked at Popeyes one time. Love Popeyes. And I was like, I think I was like, I had to be maybe like 15. No cap. And boom. So I'm not, and, I, and mind you, at the time I'm 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 trying to do my little rap, you know what I mean too. So I I was already rapping, you mm-hmm. know, boom. So I'm working and I come out the bathroom and everybody's geeking, like everybody tweaking. I'm like, bro, what's going on? They like, oh, Bryce Taylor just came through. We told him go out front. You feel me? And wait on his food because it's not done yet. So I, I just played it off, like oh, like I ain't care. But in my mind, I'm like, nah, like it's an opportunity. You feel me? But mind you, everybody. That's working there is trying to grab the food first to take it out there to him. So I'm just acting like I don't care. You <laughs> me? As soon as they put the little box up, grab, <laughs> grab it real quick, threw it in the bag. I go out there. He was in a little white Porsche, man. I'm like, I'm like, man, what's up, bro? You feel me? Yeah, I'm, I, I rap, bro. I'm trying to woo, woo, woo. I ain't going to lie, bro. I could tell bro, bro just wanted his food, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? You know what that's like now. Yeah, bro. So I just gave him his food, bro. Let him go buy his business, you know? Right. Damn, that's crazy. So, okay, how does your life change after you get signed? Like, they have you in big studios in L.A. and shit, or is it more like not when just I first, I mean, thing? when I first signed, I was still living in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know? So when I first signed, you know, I, I flew back to Atlanta because I, I flew out to L.A. to sign. And, you know, you got wait. I, I had them split my shit up in a payment. So, but boom, mm-hmm. basically, you got wait on the first payment. You know, I had to go make a bank account and shit, you know, all that. Right. So I made it. I ain't gonna lie, when I first back, got back to Atlanta, I'm like, man, I'm, ain't nothing finna stop me from seeing this money. You know what I mean? So I went and just got me some weed, bought me a bunch of NyQuil. I was staying in a little one-bedroom apartment in some little projects in Atlanta, you feel me? So went back to the little one-bedroom apartment. My ceiling was caving in and all that. I just smoked and drunk NyQuil every single day. I never left it. Really? For like a week. Why the NyQuil? You're just one of the zone out? My days away. Make the yeah, time I, go as, yeah, as fast as possible. Bro. I, I was like, bro, I don't want to walk outside and get hit by a rock or anything, bro. Like, you feel me? Yeah. So I just slept my days away until I woke up, kept checking my app every day. Then I checked the main app one day and shit, shit hit. Six figures? Be- yeah, 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 yeah. And what do you do then? It was the day before my little brother's birthday, uh-huh. August 22nd. So, boom, we went to the mall. Mm, we got some outfits from Champs. This is my first time having money. So you don't even know what to, to buy. Yeah. You don't know what store to go to. So we went to Champs, bro. We got some little, I think I got my jeans from American Eagle. Like, <laughs> feel me? And then after that, I ain't gonna lie, I went to the jeweler, bro, and I got 12 chains made. For 12. All, oh, for, for all your my, homies, right? Yeah, for all my dog. I was like, everybody who I felt like, not just my homies, but everybody who I felt like played a role into like help me get to where I got. Mm. So I got 12 chains made. Yeah. Wow. And then how's life go from there? Like, like I don't know, how, how do after you that, move ahead? Everybody start asking for shit. Yeah, like immediately? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> you would think it'd be like kind of gradual, like kind of, but no, nah, it's like immediately. And did you recognize that for them trying to take advantage of you, mm-hmm. or you just nah. kind of think this is normal? I'm just like, I'm, I wanted to do it. I'm just like, yeah. Half of the people that was asking me shit, I was already thinking of shit to get them. Mm. So when they asked me for something, it just kind of made it easier. Like, all right, cool. I don't know there, what to get you. There's so many times I've been interviewing somebody, and they're like, it's somebody who has not been signed yet or hasn't really got money yet, and they're talking about how when I get on, I'm going to put my whole team on, I'm going to put my whole city on, I'm going to make sure that none of my homies ever got to – and I'm just kind of sitting there thinking like, yeah, I know that sounds good. But the reality is is that that probably ain't going to be your attitude a year or two from now after bro, you get signed yeah, or whatever. Yeah, bro, and it's like 
it, it sounds fucked up. It's like, I don't want to say you can't think like that, bro. But you just got to really, like, you got to really think about who really been there for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even, like, I'm going to be 100, like, not saying I ain't did shit for my family. Like, you know, one of the first things I did was move my granny out. You feel me? Like, when my granny was staying, I put her in a, wherever. I let her pick wherever she wanted to go. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, But, like, even just all the shit I done did for my niggas, bro, I be just thinking, like, damn, like, all that money I done spent on my niggas, bro, like, that's money I could have gave to my granny or gave to my little brother. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got a lot of family members. You know what and I mean? So a lot of the times, though, what happens is that somebody will ask you for something, and you do it, and you're their best friend. They love you. You're the greatest. Yeah, you'll say yes, 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 yes. And but then the you say no. you say no, they're going to discredit every time you say yeah. Right, and they'll be talking about you like you changed. You ain't never did nothing. Boom. It's just crazy. And did you have that experience, like, pretty quickly, or when did that start kicking in, realizing um, that this maybe wasn't going to work out? I'd probably say, I ain't going to lie, it went right off. Probably, it probably went like a good year mm-hmm. before shit started, you know, going left with a lot of with a lot of different people. Right. You know what I mean? So um, the first year, though, shit was turnt, though. I ain't going to lie. Shit was turnt. But I was definitely getting um, a lot of people were just benefiting and weren't really for me. And I wasn't seeing that. Yeah. You know? It takes a while for you to kind of realize. Yeah, but I'm glad it happened, though. Like. You know what I mean? I feel like everything happened for a reason. I feel like God gave me certain things, you know, at certain levels because, you know, I'm ready for certain things at certain levels, you know? Mm-hmm. But so, okay, are you spending most of your time in L.A. at that point or Atlanta? Or? I was living in Atlanta. I had me a house in Atlanta and everything. And then shit, my house got shot up in Atlanta. No cop. Then I had another situation in Atlanta. My car got shot up. So okay. you're getting into shit in Atlanta? Yeah, I was getting into shit in Atlanta. I ain't gonna lie to you. You're you're thinking you were gonna be able to keep your nose clean out there, but then all of a sudden shit starts happening. I mean, honestly, bro, I was just young and turnt, bro, and I wasn't really like thinking, like seeing shit from every perspective. Because you gotta think, like, if a nigga just moved to Louisville, so a nigga that's not from Louisville, you feel me? And he's just outside, different foreign cars, and you know, just popping his shit everywhere mm-hmm. he go. Like, nigga, come by. Who is this nigga? Like, they gonna want to see what's up? You mm-hmm. feel me? So like. Yeah, like a lot of just, I was just having different runnings, just random. But it would be one thing if you were like, yeah, my house got robbed. When you say my house got shot up, that means nah, that somebody, nah, nah, somebody nah, nah, wanted nah. to. Nah, all right, now that shit, all right, I'm gonna be 100. Now that shit was kind of some different shit. Now that was shit, that was some shit like, like I said, that's just my mistake for having so many niggas staying in my career. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I had a lot of Louisville niggas in my career. Boom. One of my dogs had some little hoes over. I guess they were some strippers or whatever. But yeah, shit, I, I mean, one of my partners came in the room. He was like, man, Bro, just had some little some little vibes come in. They rude. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know. So I'm like, man, I'm going to go see what's up. So I go in the room. I see what's up. They was on some old, I don't know. They was acting wild. So I was like, shit, y'all can go. You know what I mean? Y'all can leave. So I told them leave. They walking out. As they walking out, my little brother dumb. Like, my little brother, he's, a, he's just dumb, bro. As they walking out, bro, my little brother want to run up to the door with a little yeek in his hand, like, yeah, don't never come back, you feel me? I'm like, bro, what? Get, get in the house, bro. Feel me? Dumb shit, bro. Mm-hmm. So then, boom, I guess, like, shit, next day. They told the big brother or the I'm boyfriend s- or whatever. Whoever, I don't know. I'm sleep, bro. I, I'm be wanting with you. How the story really go is, next day go, I go to sleep, boom, I wake up in the morning. I wake up, my phone going crazy. Boom, I'm on the phone. They like, yeah, your house got shot up. Da-da-da-da-da. 
I'm walking around the house in my drawers, like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, my house didn't get shot up last night. Like, y'all crazy. Like, feel me? As I'm walking around in my drawers, bro, I ain't gonna lie. I see, like, little rays of sunlight coming down the hallway. So right. I walk through the hallway. I see little holes in my front door. I'm like, what? That's crazy. I check my garage. My garage got holes in it. Then I go back to my bedroom where I just woke up from. It's holes everywhere. Like, feel me? I'm like, damn, what? This is crazy. Like, boom. They sending me videos from the neighbors' cameras and shit. And I guess, like, the same car that the girls was in, they pulled up. Because I had lived at, the, like, the end of a street. So mm. the girls had pulled up, and there was a car behind them. And so they pulled up, and then they pulled off. And the car that was behind them, so they hopped out, hit the crib up. They ran around the back, went to where my bedroom was at, and just was hitting at my bedroom. And they hopped back in that car, pulled off. Bro, shooting up a house is so crazy. But it's so crazy to me, though, because, bro, like I said, I swear, like, true story, like, I didn't even know. Yeah. No, I feel you, because I, I honestly feel like I would sleep through that, too. Like, I could sleep through a lot. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Were you medicated at the time? <laughs> nah, I was just smoking, like, weed. Because when you say that you were drinking, like, bottles of NyQuil to, to sleep those days off, I'm I'm having to assume that that turned into you drinking a lot of lean once you had money. Mm-mm. No? I didn't start drinking. I ain't, I had a little lean phase, but that ain't come until I moved out here to L.A. Mm. I ain't gonna lie. I moved out here to L.A. One of my good friends, one of my good friends out here, he was just pouring it up every day for like four or five months. Mm. I was just drinking that shit. But then it got to the point to where, like, I'd be at the crib and I couldn't even go to sleep until, like, I would, you feel me, had to shit, get up, go over the broke crib, kick it, we get drinking. Mm-hmm. Man, that's why I knew I had to stop. Like, damn, I'm going over here just to get some drink to go to sleep. Like, right. stop. Feel me, son. What okay, so you got your your house shot up that one time and then you said you got your car shot up soon after? Was it like from the same shit you think? Oh, that was the same week though. Same week. But it wasn't the same thing. Two different situations. Separate situation. Mm-hmm. I was I was in a relationship with this girl in Atlanta. I stayed in the Jicks. And I remember I was there for a while, like for some months, probably like six months. But I remember the first time I pulled up over there, like there was a little squad over there. Trying to like see what's up, check mm. check temperature, but I wasn't really going for it, so they backed off or whatever. Ain't nothing happened. So then six months later, I'm over there. Taco Tuesday, Adam. <laughs> it's Taco Tuesday, bro. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm in the crib with her, her mama, her sisters. Boom. Her little one, of her little sisters come in the crib like, yeah, they outside waiting on you. I'm like, huh? I go look out the window, boom, like five of them. I'm like, all right, bet. So, boom, I call my dogs at the crib. Mind you, I got like five niggas living in my house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I ain't going to lie, they used to always, whenever I go over there, they used to be like, bro, like, let one of us ride with you. But my pride was just on some, like, nah, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, I don't need nobody with me. So, boom, call them, tell them pull up. They pull up, like, 10 minutes later. As soon as they pull up, boom. Ain't nobody outside though. Feel me? They pull up, ain't nobody outside. And then, boom. Damn, I'm even thinking about stuff, boom. I just shit play out, bro. Because <laughs> there's like your your internet yeah, friendly version of the story, and then there's the real version. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I feel you know, like you're choosing your adventure. But you see here. how shit go, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see how shit go, bro. Nobody nobody was outside, bro, but they end up pulling back up. Boom. And, you know, I mean, dude who's having shit. Spending a lot of time around people who ain't having shit, 
not likely to work out in the long run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Like, yeah. I'm just picturing myself, like, if I was fucking with some girl and she lived in the projects. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, number one, I'm not going there. You got Uber to me. Number two, I still don't like this idea because realistically, you're surrounded by a bunch of motherfuckers who got nothing to lose, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Man. Yeah, bro. So, okay. That that happens, and then how far apart was the, the Lennox chain snatching incident? Was this all, like, the same time period? Same week. Same week? That's why I moved out of Atlanta. <laughs> what the fuck? And was that related to either of these situations, or was that just some other shit? Nah, it was a whole other shit. What the fuck? You got hella ops in the course of a week? Nah, so, so that was, like, my little brother's birthday. Mm. Took him to the mall. Kind of like same shit. My dog was like, let's go. I'm like, nah. I took one of my partners with me, though. Mm. I took my big bro YC. I took his little brother with me. So we go to the mall, you know, in there shopping with my little brother for his birthday. Some grown-ass nigga was like, yo, bro, I want a picture. I'm like, all right, shit, it's cool. Shit, I take the picture with bro. As soon as I take the picture with bro, he just turned, grabbed the chain, take off running. So I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Boom, I take off running after dude. As I'm taking off running after him, I got a Gucci bag on me, you feel me? I got like 20000 in my Gucci bag. I got I got a yeek in there, you feel me? Everybody at Lennox got a yeek, huh? <laughs> I don't know. They got metal detectors now. For real? Yeah, I was thinking about it. Like they, they should. Mm-hmm. Back then, they didn't, though. Mm. So, boom. Shit. Chasing dude. Take the yeek out the bag. Mm. I take the you got a bag in the mall. Shit, whole mall break loose. Feel me? Everybody starts screaming and running. Chase him all the way to the parking garage. He hopped in his car. Car try to pull off. I hop in front of the car at him. I'm like, man, everybody finna go in here. Feel me? I ain't gonna lie. Then some some old ass nigga just hopped out the car, take off running. Like I don't even know this dude. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. So then. So you didn't even get a chance to let it off. I feel like we would have heard about it if you did. No, no, no. I ain't let it off. That's gotta be a big decision in that moment. Big decision. <laughs> like the biggest. There was so many people life. though. While I'm chasing them and shit, you know. Uh huh. And really, I was just trying to catch, bro. You know? You just want your shit back. It's probably not going to go down like that, though, Yeah, though. I take him. So, boom. So, dude hop out the car. Boom. Buddy hop out the car. Fast forward, like, five minutes. He's butt naked, Adam. Dude's butt naked, bro. You stripped him. Hmm? You stripped him. No, I ain't say that. I did not say that. How else would he get naked? Was he just... He's a fucking nudist. Scared. You just I want to live my life this way. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I didn't say that though. But dude, say so yeah. Fast forward five minutes later, <clears throat> he's butt naked. Mm. Police come out. They see him butt naked on the ground. They see me with the you feel me. Mm-hmm. And then my man's was with me too. My little brother was still in the mall though. Feel me. So my man's is with me. He got yeek too. We, we turn, we see the police, they are right there. They just start flocking. Feel me? Mm-hmm. Start letting them off. So we turn. Mm. They hit my man's in his shoulder and his ankle. As mm. soon as they hit bro in the shoulder and the ankle, I just 
Yeah. Through the heat in the air, like, all right, boom, I got it, bro. Like, mm, I'm shooting, man. And so then you get charged with what? Shit, you know, like, a, mm, like assault and some other shit. And it didn't matter that you were initially the victim in the situation? Right, type shit. What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. So what'd you end up getting in court? I got Drew Finley, bro. We beat that shit. Really? Mm-hmm. On account of the fact that you would initially had them do something to you? Was it like self-defense type charge or? Yeah. I was defending myself. Wow. That's defending crazy. myself, defending my little brother. You feel me? I ain't gonna lie, like when he had took off when he had took off with the chain, I ain't even peep like he had another nigga in the cut that had just ran and just took the little bags my little brother had. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So that caused you to get up out of Atlanta? You stopped staying there after that or that must have been a really after stressful all week. Three of them incidences, bro. I was like, yeah, bro. And then like that Linux shit, that cost me a lot of money too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a lawyer. Mm. Drew Finley ain't no cheap ass lawyer. You know, that's a billion dollar lawyer, you know? Right. So, motherfucking, you know, that shit. And then motherfucking, you know, the car, I had to get my car fixed when right. that situation happened. You know, the crib, I had to move cribs within 24 hours. You know, I had to go to a whole new crib. <coughs> what the fuck? That's so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm finna just go to LA mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, probably be chill at. Mm-hmm. Stay off Melrose and stay <coughs> stay in the hills and shit like that. But I saw you on Melrose like multiple times. Was that like before you stopped going there? Because nah, I used to like live this? right off Melrose. Oh, okay, yeah. I used to live right off Melrose, bro. So I used to like be on Melrose every day shopping. Yeah. You know, and I had my little skateboarding phase. I was skateboarding up and down Melrose, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Did that make you want to stop rocking jewelry and having 20K in your Gucci bag and shit? Or? No, no, no. Honestly, I'm going to be 100 with you. Like, I had... I had like the the team that I had around at the time, which I don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. Like once I moved out of LA, like they was telling me like, bro, like you know, don't 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 listen to the internet. Don't let people get to you. Don't don't let them think. Oh, you gotta you know get back. You feel me? All this. And then at the same time, bro, like I'm be honest, like a lot of that, a lot of that shit that I used to like. You feel me? Have on and shit like. I was only wearing that shit because the people around me was telling me, like, oh, yeah, you got to be flashy. You're a rapper. You got to do you know, this you now. Gotta, yeah. You know? So I was kind of, like, buying into that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And the internet was loving that shit, you know? But at the same time, when it was, you know, causing, you know, you know, I had another situation where one of my, my little brother's life, my other little brother's life was almost, you know, taken. Was this the one in Orlando? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were there touring, or what were you doing there? Honestly, it was, like, right after my birthday. And, shit, me and my brother and just some of my dogs, we was just, like, man, we to go to Orlando and just, you know, vibe. Get a B&B, you know, have some vibes with us, turn up. And then, what, somebody showed up? Nah, bro. That was just some spark of the moment, like, dumb shit, like, me forgetting who I am, mm. you know? We chilling. One of my dogs was like, man, I'm finna go get some weed. My little brother, he won't ride with him. I'm like, shit, I'm ride too. Like, whatever, it don't matter. So we riding. As we riding, man. Boom, I remember as we riding, he pulling up. We drove like 40 minutes away from the B&B. He pulling up to like some little trenches or whatever. So I'm like, uh, I asked, bro, like, you know who these people live? He like, yeah, bro, I know, I know, I know what's up. You feel me? I'm like, all right, cool. 
But I'm already knowing, like, mm, some shit weird. So he parked the car. He hop out. He talking to some nigga. I'm like, I'm knowing he don't know this nigga. You feel me? I'm feeling it. My little brother get out the car. When he got out the car, my little brother get out the car with him. So they both walk up. They talking to dude, but I can just tell, like, he don't know the dude. You feel me? As they talking, shit, some other niggas get to coming out. They bring out all the yeeks. They hemmed them up. When they hemmed them up, boom, I hop out the car. So I walk out. I'm like, man, what's going on? You feel me? Boom. They're like, man, they, they want whatever. I had a little 2K chain on my neck. Boom, they took 2K chain. I had other jewelry that was in a bag in the mm-hmm. car. So while they got us hemmed up, they talking to me. My little brother already going back and forth with these niggas. Woo, 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 woo. Boom. I'm like, man, LeBro, shit. Feel me? Let them niggas, you feel me? It ain't even worth the shit, you know? Other niggas hop in the car. They all hop in the car. Pull off. Honestly, when it was going down, them niggas didn't even know who I was. Because mm. ain't nobody say nothing about no 2K nothing, you feel me? Right. But once they pulled off in the car and they had the bag, I'm knowing all right, boom. Once they go in that bag and they see all the other shit, they going to put the piece of butter. You feel me? They going to look up, whatever. Greasy neck tour. We go back tour. to the crib. So, boom, we go back to the crib. You know about the greasy neck tour? Yeah. That's definitely, <laughs> definitely the greasy neck tour. I ain't going to lie. It was definitely one of them. I so, coined that. Yeah. So, we get a ride back to the crib. Wake up next morning. They on the internet. Hmm. But I'm be 100 like... See, me, I ain't never been taught to play the internet games. Mm. You feel me? So they all over the internet. Everybody like, man, you got you to gotta get back. But they all over the internet. So I'm like, at least wait until shit chill. I'm mm. like, let me just wait till shit chill. You feel me? I, don't even, I can't even wait till shit chill because them niggas end up catching the Rico. Really? You feel me? Mind you, you know, the Rico shit, that shit be public. You feel me? Record. You look that shit up. You see in a, and I only know this because my big bro look at that shit. You see in a, the incident, because they was all over the, in, the internet about the shit, the incident about how they had took some jewelry from me. But it also saying uh, he never responded. 2K never responded to anything. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And that's why, because all that shit was going on on the internet with the Rico shit. So I'm like, man, I ain't trying to get caught up in that shit. I got other shit going on back home too. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is the same time I'm kind of trying to start changing my image in a sense. You feel me? Because it must be fucking crazy for you to be going through that where you're broke your whole life and you're not famous your whole life and everything's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, the best thing that could possibly happen to you happens, which is that you get signed and then you just have this series of terrible events that come from that that are all directly related to the fact that you now have a bunch of money. And it's like, it must have been the ultimate version of being happy when you're broke, and then you're fucking just, I don't know if you were like fully depressed, but I mean, you had to have been pretty fucking upset about all this shit just coming one after another once you finally get some money, right? Yeah, that shit was hitting me. I ain't gonna lie, that shit was hitting me left and right. No cap. And then I lost my best friend Uno at the same time. So that shit was hitting me. How did he pass? Yeah, I got killed back on. Really? What Mm -hmm. the fuck? And then not too long after that. I lost my dad, so that shit was getting, getting to me, too. And when your friend gets killed, are you kind of, is it a situation where you're looking at it like, damn, this is partially the result of my newfound fame? Or was it unrelated? Uh, nah, I wouldn't even connect that to the fame. That's just like, 
you know, like niggas was like just really living like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Damn. Yeah. And so all this is up. Is, is all that before the pandemic? Nah, this is during pandemic. That's like throughout 2020 and shit. This is during pandemic, bro. And the pandemic, bro, that shit cost me so much money too. Mm. Just because, you know, a lot of artists get their hit, and then they tour. <sighs> they tour, you know. I got my hit, and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Feel me? And then the Lennox Mall situation, me dealing with that for over a year, I couldn't get no passport. I had the number one song in France for a whole summer with O Streets. You know? And like, it's just all these bags you could have been getting out there, working on your fan base out mm-hmm. there, and instead you just. Damn. Wow, that is fucking crazy. And I mean, it's the kind of thing, too, where, like, you know, you've seen Dirk go through this, where Vaughn gets killed, and then you got, like, this army of fucking nerd ass kids who just want you to, like, pub- they want something publicly very bad to happen to the people who did something to your man. And meanwhile, you're out here trying to, like, avoid going to jail. So you can't, you don't want to say shit. I mean, in Dirk's case, they, like, basically, like, trolled him into, like, responding in songs over and over. Even though he's kind of saying that he wasn't responding, but then he also was responding, basically, without maybe saying names. Uh, Were you, like, going through that, too, where it's, like, the fans are just... Yeah, that shit, yeah, but at the same time, to me, like, the most important thing was, like, me not losing my little brother. You Mm -hmm. feel me? So that was the most important thing to me. And then, like, at the same time, like, you know, niggas know, like, niggas that really been outside and, you know, know a lot of, you feel me? Bro, niggas get a lot of niggas have been robbed. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. even artists, a lot of your favorite artists been robbed. You feel me? You know, so a nigga don't really be taking that shit to heart. You know, mm-hmm. I know killers that them been robbed. You know, for sure. So I don't even be. And a lot of times you, you won't hear those stories until people are in their forties or fifties, and they'll, they'll do a Vlad interview and they'll I just see it. yeah. And then I got my chain stolen, and it's not really like you know they just accept this is part of the game. You know, it's part of the game. So I don't really be tripping on that shit. Right, definitely. And so did you just, like, consciously stop making music, or did you just get kind of in a different mental state along the on the longest nah, path? No, I never, I ain't gonna lie, I never stopped making music. Like, I always made music for therapeutic reasons, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, I mean, there might be times where a nigga might have writer's block or whatever, you know? But I never really stopped making music. Now, as far as, like, just being on the internet and things like that, I did kind of take a break from that, just because I was really trying to get my real life together. I was really trying to get my circle together. I'm losing people just from situations, motherfuckers that I'm just falling out with and I'm losing people like, you know, in real life, like, you know, people dying and shit. So I'm trying to just like really keep my sanity, you know? Mm. I'm having a lot of shit going on. You know, it's hard to think about like how you're going to be the best version of yourself that's mm-hmm. going to have this pop and music career when you're also like basically fighting to keep your mental health in check because you're dealing with so much bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, like I said, like, I got niggas that's doing a whole bunch of dumb shit, you know? And then also other niggas that weren't really for me that's really throwing me underneath the bus at them, like, throwing me up underneath the bus. So I'm trying to change my image, you know? So I'm not getting drawn into that shit, like, Mm. When they throw me up underneath the bus, I need motherfucker be looking at me pulling me up like, man, this nigga, hell no, nah. right? This nigga got his nails painted, he's skateboarding and shit. Nah, is that okay? That's interesting though, because like we've seen a bunch of rappers who come from like a more street background, like Young Boy or Cardi, who then at a certain point, once they become more successful, start dabbling in the nail polish and the face paint or just doing different types of shit. You feel like that kind of happened to you too? 
Um, like I said, at first, I was doing it initially, like, on some, like, just master of the sky shit. You feel me? Mm. But um, as I did get into it, I ain't gonna lie, it did turn into me, like, kind of using it as a way to express myself. Like, I used to, like, on one hand, I used to put, like, all the names of, like, people I done lost, mm. you know? And then I put, on the other hand, all the names of people that I just love, like, that was close to my heart, who I felt like I was doing this shit for. You feel me? So it did kind of turn into a way of me to express myself. Mm. You know? How many of them you have to end up covering up? What do you mean? Like the people that you love. Are they all still people you love, or is it anybody that you fell out with? No, nah, I ain't going to lie. Like, my hand of people I love, majority of the time, be my siblings. Okay. Yeah. You ain't fell out with any of them? Because I've, I've heard about that happening a lot, I mean, too. you know, we all have, like, moments with our brothers and our sisters, but, you know, we, that's always going to be, like, that's, that's always going to be my heart. So, like, mm -hmm. heaven, like, Definitely. Yeah. So, along the way, are you just not seeing eye to eye with your label, or how, how's that going? Um, I wouldn't say I wasn't seeing eye to eye with my label. I would just say me and my label was just both in a growth development type stage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Me and my... Me and my label was, I wouldn't even say my label though, because you know, when you sign to a label, you're assigned a certain team. Mm -hmm. You know, you're assigned a certain, you know, AR and the whole team of people, you feel me? And shout out everybody that was on my team at Warner. Shout out my AR, shout out Norvay, shout out everybody. And but a I lot of times like, these ARs dip off and join another label every year or two, right? Type shit. That Did you have happen. that happen? That does happen. Mm. That, does, that do be happening. Half the time when you ask an artist why they follow the label, it's basically like, a key employee gets moved off that label and then all nah, of a sudden there's nobody lie, like, like up until when I left like my label like nobody on my team had like left like mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying so if anybody left it was after I left mm -hmm. were you just frustrated in them maybe not caring enough or working hard enough to promote your shit because at first it's like they gave you so much money that they really just want to like See push you to, so yeah. that they can make that money back but then at some point if they lose confidence or just become preoccupied with other shit a lot of times then that can just not be the priority and now they pay you out in increments so it's not like you get the entire thing up front so they could just kind of stop the payments at a certain point no right? no no I want no shit like that okay. I, I could have got I could have got my whole thing up front like I told them I told them when I signed like I wanted it to be in payments like, mm -hmm. that was what I wanted right you know what I mean? which I think is smart because yeah. it's way better to have you know 100k a year than like a million at once mm -hmm. because average kid is just not gonna be able to handle that and shout out my lawyer Bob Selection he the one who told me that he was like 2k you should split your yeah. advancement into payments cause like I said it was over a million mm -hmm. it was over 2 million that's crazy feel me and you got all of that mm -hmm. wow and they didn't try to get you to pay it back I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I, I like I did my thing. Do you think that you paid it off through your music, or did you end up actually having to give them money? No, nah. I didn't have to give them no money. Yeah. Like, I mean, they. Ended, I mean, honestly, like down the road, like I remember they gave me some more money. Really? Yeah, like for extra music. You know? Damn. So when did you actually split with them? Um, last year when I dropped. Um, scared to love that mm -hmm. completed like my contract. Okay, because my contract was like 18, 18 songs. Okay, and now you're totally independent. Mm -hmm. And what is that like versus being with a label from your perspective? It's cool. I fuck with being independent. Like you know, it's all up to me. Like I'm in complete control. You know, so I, I like being independent. Were they trying to have a bunch of control when you were with the label? Like were they? Well, trying I had to full creative control. 
they never gave you pre-written songs or like put you with songwriters or anything like that? I mean, sometimes they might suggest it. You know, they might throw me little, um, what do you call them? References. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, yo, we think you should try this. Or try that. Yeah. Because yeah. I only ever hear from the artists who get the reference tracks and don't like the reference tracks. I never really hear from the artists who get the reference tracks and love it, so they just keep doing that. But a lot of times the dudes I know who get signed, I'll hear songs, and I'll be like, you do not write that song. No, I ain't going to lie. Like When I was signed, like I was so like caught up in like myself and just my talent and confidence in myself. Like I didn't want to seem stuck up, so like, I would always like consider it or listen, but I would like really just go do my own thing. Mm. You feel like your best stuff comes from you yeah, just going me. off the dome? Mm-hmm. Were you ever a writer, or you just punch in every time? I punch in. Like, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes when I'm like really down and going through some shit, I might write, but most part, I just punch in. Like, right. Damn. Um. So, would you say that you were depressed or like going through mental health shit throughout all this time, or like, I mean, because you, you have all the the broken heart tattoos and everything like that. Like, is that something that you deal with on a consistent basis? I mean, I did. Like, I did have a time where. I was like going through a lot, and I guess that, I mean, you could say depressed. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't like to say that word, but I was down, and it was hard. Mm. And tattoos was a way of me expressing myself. Like again, like I ain't gonna lie, there was a time where I, I really didn't even even really like myself. I didn't want to look at myself because mm. a lot of shit that was going on in my life and the people I was losing, I was you know feeling like it was my fault. You feel me? You know, I was feeling like it was all my fault. So I, I it like kind of made me hate myself for a little bit, mm. you know. So that's, I was just like, damn, they're torturing myself in a sense, you know, just putting myself through that pain, getting tatted, you know, you know. But all my tattoos mean something, like you know, it was like I said, also a way of me expressing myself, right? You know, deep meaning and a lot of this shit. Right, because, I mean, something extremely good happens to you, and then all this bad shit starts happening to you, and bad shit starts happening to the people around you. And even yeah, if it's bro. not, like, a super direct link, you have to feel like this is perhaps caused by the I mean, star I, yeah, that you are of, now. Yeah, it was, you know, a lot of direct links and a lot of non-direct links. Mm. Mm. And, I mean, the game has kind of even changed a lot since you got signed now because everybody's obsessed with fucking TikTok. You didn't get on from TikTok. You got yeah. on the old-fashioned way, which mm-hmm. is getting your fucking video on Worldstar. I mean, or, or just doing this, like, dope organic performance, content, organic, yeah. And now yeah. everything feels like it's happening online, with TikTok, shit like that. Like, do you feel like, in a way, you the game kind of, like, moved past you and it's sort of awkward trying to get back to where you were at before? No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that at all. I feel like, like I said, for a point in time, I wasn't putting my all into the music shit. Like, honestly, like, I was, had a lot of other shit going on. Mm. So, you know, that's what just what was going on. You know, but I ain't never, like, lost track of, like, how the shit go. Like, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that you're, like, Fully back making music. Well, how long you feel like you've been back at it now? Like the past year or so? Like I said, I've always been making music, but as far as like consistently putting out music, like trying to like really put this shit out and keep going and letting people know like I'm still here. Like I say, like shit, six months. And maybe. How's that been going? Is it ever like frustrating because you feel like maybe the fans have moved on to different artists and shit or? Mm -mm, Nah, hell no. I feel like my fans still here for sure. I still got a million monthly listeners on Spotify. You Mm -hmm. feel me? Another million, some on Apple and everything else. So 
they they ain't like they ain't left. Like they're just waiting on me to like, you know, feed them. Mm. That's all they waiting on me to feed them. But it is like a thing in rap that people are always kind of looking for like the new artist, right? And it's like yeah. in rap especially, it's like you only get to be new once, and then it's basically on you to show and prove through just making yeah. great music and grow from there. Facts. That's what it's all about. Strong mm. growth. Definitely. Um, okay, like, what is your relationship with G Herba? Because you had that one song where you guys uh, were dressed up as old people, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the beginning of the relationship, or were you fucking with him before that? Because you said that was one of your favorite artists, too. Hell yeah. Um, shit, our relationship began, I can't remember if it was before or after that, but it was definitely around that time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, shit, like, he cool. Like, you know, we went kid a couple times, Southside House, we kicked it one time. Feel me? Whenever we run into each other, it's love. Feel me? Mm-hmm. Have you ever connected with uh, Jack Harlow? Yeah, yeah. Me and Jack tapped in, like, shit, like, not too long, like, while he was on, like, while he was blowing up and shit. He had a song, he had a uh, show back home. I pulled up, you know, said what's up backstage. You feel me? He was there. Right. STG was there. Feel me? What's it been like seeing Jack Harlow become this fucking international I ain't sensation? Gonna lie, that, that shit been crazy. I ain't gonna lie. Every time he do something new or something crazy, whether it's a song or crazy, or like when he had the movie, you know, I hit him, tell him that shit's dope, that shit's crazy, keep doing what you're doing, you putting on for the city. Mm. You know, I ain't gonna lie, he definitely putting on for the city. That shit's crazy. I realized the shit was real. Two, two incidents, actually, is that one time I was in Compton and some random 40-year-old woman asked me for my Instagram and I told her my Instagram and then as I was walking away, I heard her shriek, oh my God, he knows Jack Harlow. <laughs> That was a weird moment for me to be like, holy shit, this lady in Compton gives a fuck about him. And then also the KFC meal. Nah, yeah, that shit was crazy. I actually don't know what is up with the KFC meal or if there's anything different about it or whatever, but. I never tried it. I just saw it on the side of the road and I was just like, oh, that's a, nah, that nah, must nah, be a big deal. That shit was crazy when you did that. I ain't gonna yeah. lie to you. That shit was crazy. Definitely. How well do you know ESTG? Uh, I mean, shit, like, I don't know him, I don't know him like that, like that, but we know each other. Mm-hmm. Cordial. We doing this thing too. He put on for the city too, like, you know, he definitely put on for the city. Good guy. Um, so, do you feel like the the Kentucky scene or just the Louisville scene is it blowing up right now? Like, do you feel Hell like yeah. you started a wave or that this is like something that's really happening? Um, shit, definitely blowing up. I ain't gonna lie. Well, shit, Jack and G, shit. Like I said, right before they blew up, I blew up. Before I blew up, Bryson blew up. Mm. So. It's definitely music scene definitely in Louisville right now. A lot of motherfuckers tapped in. You see all the young people trying to rap now because they actually have like everybody been rapping in Louisville. But they have like a blueprint now of like, oh, I could could be like them, right? I wouldn't even say that because I ain't gonna lie. Louisville niggas is Louisville niggas, bro. Like Hmm. they still sound like Louisville niggas. You feel me? And that shit hard. Like they need to tap in. Like I'm waiting for another Louisville nigga to blow up and really go crazy and do their thing because there's so much talent in the city. Hmm. Like. No, but I mean, of course, there's Louisville niggas that's on their melodic shit. You know, of course, there's Louisville niggas on their drill shit. But there's Louisville niggas that's doing all type of different music, bro. Mm. Like, shit's crazy. Like, a lot of talent. You ever get motivated talent. to make drill type music, or are you over that shit? Nah, I ain't never. <laughs> I ain't never really made no drill music. I ain't gonna lie to you. Mm. Every now and then, I ain't gonna lie. I might think of a few bars in my head. I'll be like, damn, that shit's not hard, but that shit ain't really. But you can kind of say that shit over more melodic beats. Right, like some drill shit. I mean, the hardest line you ever thought about saying, you could probably say it over a melodic beat too, right? 
Yeah, I, I probably could. But that's not like that's just not mm, like the drill shit is not really my. There's already so many people doing that. I be trying to like use my position and my talent to like you know really make music that can have a meaning and speak to people and make people feel the type of way. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird concept to be in like an expensive ass studio with a, a dope producer, and then when it comes time to rap, you start thinking about your ops. This is kind of weird, right? Um, I mean, shit work for a lot of niggas. Like, right, shit, yeah. that's what they do. Like, you know, shit. You know, there's a lot of niggas that, that work for them. That shit hard, too. I listen to drill music. Mm-hmm. I listen to drill music. But I don't make it, though. But I listen to drill music, though. Who influenced you that made you feel like you wanted to make more pop-style music? Or do you do you prefer to say, like, emotional or melodic music? Like, do you think of it as pop music? Like, when you say, like, the melodic shit? Yeah. Or you saying, like, pop? I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you think of it as pop music, or do you think of it as just melodic hip hop? Melodic. I just think of it as melodic. I feel like pop. I kind of went pop when I did the song Marshmallow. Mm. I was like, that was me going pop. You know. Were you in the studio with him, or did he just send yeah. you something? No, we was in the studio. Okay. We were definitely in the studio. He cool as fuck. I fuck with him. What was his songwriting process? Was it like normal shit, just a different style beat, or how do you think of it? What his songwriting process? Yeah, like just making a song with him, like. I mean, shit, he just be in that bitch cooking up, like, you know? Mm-hmm. He just be in that, in that motherfucker cooking up, like, my producers be cooking up, you know? I be, I mean, when I was in the, I was, you know, coming up with little lyrics and shit, he was in, the, in, in like, right there with me on the mic a couple times while I was singing this shit. We was just vibing, mm-hmm. you know? I'd be like, man, how this sound? What you think? Boom, boom, boom. He'd be like, oh, I like that or not. You should say something different type shit, you know? Definitely. Was it weird to not be able to film because he probably didn't have the helmet on? We would film when he had the helmet on, though. Oh, so he had the helmet with him. Yeah, it was with him. I tried it on. I ain't gonna lie, I tried that motherfucker on. I was like, man, yeah, this motherfucker big as hell. About, about fell over. I went to a party the other day, and there was a guy DJing with the marshmallow helmet on, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. It didn't seem like a big enough party for it to be him. Shit, man, it probably wasn't there. I don't think so. Yeah, it probably wasn't there. I watched a video about who he is, too, and I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Now, I ain't gonna lie, when I first walked in the studio, when I first walked in the studio, I didn't know, like, Cause the mask was just Feel me The helmet was just boom mm-hmm. They all right there I didn't know who was You feel me But then he introduced himself I was like oh, okay When you think about The future of your music Like what angle Do you see yourself going in Like do you Feel like what you're doing Right now is the move Do you want to make more Like big pop sounding records Or Um Honestly bro I don't know what the future holds I honestly If I could say what it holds I would just say it holds me building a fan base that's going to really just follow me in whatever I do because mm-hmm. I do like making different genres of music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Besides what I've been putting out, I like making different genres of music. So I want to get to a point to where I can drop this type of music for a month or two, you feel me? And mm-hmm. then drop this type of music for the next two months or two. And it's all just hitting the charts. Mm-hmm. Like it's all just... You like country? Me. I have not made no country. <laughs> well, you're like, you're a, from down there too, so it might a, be in your bones deep, deep down inside. Um, I'm trying to think. The most country song I probably ever made was Ohio River, the Sam Cooke remix. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we interviewed Mona Ike from O Block, and he told us that he likes Morgan Whalen. That he actually listens to his music outside of just the song that Dirk did with him, and that made me think, like, oh fuck, like that song he did with Dirk was hard though. Oh yeah, great song. Yeah. But it's like one rapper fucking with a country dude could potentially turn his millions of fans into country fans. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Facts. Like you ain't lying. 
I mean, Dirk, Dirk and Morgan Wallen don't sound that different on that song. They, they like fit they clash, well yeah. together. Yeah, it blend, it blend good. I ain't gonna lie. It's not like an awkward country sounding rap song. Hey, Diz, you ain't got that motherfucking. Um, so where do you stay at now? Right now I'm in Houston. Houston. How'd you yeah. end up out there? Uh, shit. Just out there mobbing with my people, shit. Uh-oh. Mobbing with my people. You just had friends out there already or what? Uh, nah, I've been moving, I've been moving around with, uh, with mob ties and rap a lot. Really? How'd you get tapped in with them? Shit. Honestly, shit. Junior hit me up. Yeah. It just went out there. Niggas just been working. And this was after you became independent. Or this is while you were still signed. No, this after I was independent. Damn. Yeah. This shit been fun. Yeah. What's it like being? Would you say you're signed with them, or you just connected with them? No, nah, we just working. Mm-hmm. Just working. And what's it like rolling around with dudes like that, as opposed to being on more of like a official label like Warner? It's just like a. I mean, shit, they still official, too. Like, they got a lot of business going on. But like, they're a little bit more connected to the the street part of the music world, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there's probably nobody from Warner that's going to, like, accompany you to a fucking dice game. Like, the way that those dudes <laughs> seem like they're just, I mean. <laughs> nah, uh, motherfucker, man. I've been needing this motherfucker, boy. I'm not even going to be on my app. Honeycomb Brazier or two, finesse two times. They both hard as fuck. They both hard as fuck. I ain't gonna lie to you. But have you tapped in with either of them? I tapped in with either of them. That's like the great Texas rivalry of 2024. I tapped in with finesse. I fuck with finesse. Mm-hmm. I fuck with finesse. I fuck with King and them. Hell yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Fuck with finesse game. Definitely. Um, I haven't tapped in with Brazier though, but I fuck with his music though. Mm-hmm. His shit hard. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he got fucked over in that situation. He's rolling around with security, and then now he has a Fed case because the security weren't officially registered or some shit. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I hate to see that shit. That shit's sad. Can you imagine that happening to you? Like, fucking... When you hire security, you just assume they're on the up and up, right? He just going up, you know? Huge. I hate to see that shit. And now he's dealing with this shit over something that apparently wasn't even his fucking fault at all. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so... What do you think the rest of the 2024 is going to hold for you? Shit. Um, next, I'm about to drop my song, I Do. I'm about to drop my song, I Do, but I feel like I ain't going to lie. It's going to be like one of the biggest songs in the world. Really? You believe in it that much? <laughs> I ain't going to lie because just, it just speaks to like everybody, bro. Like Everybody can relate to that song. Like mm-hmm. Everybody can relate to being down. Like I don't know not one person that's just... Whole life just been up, just happy at all times, and don't even know what it feels like to be down or be sad. Oh yeah, you know. So I definitely believe in it that much. When you have a song that you 100 percent believe in like that, does it kind of make you feel like you should be with a label or or be with a big label or whatever? Because that's kind of what they do. Is if you have a real banger song, they could make it really blow up, right? Or do you feel like you don't really need that kind of support at this point? You can just do it independent. Um, I, I mean, I definitely feel like I can do it independently. You feel me? But at the same time, you know, I'm just about what doing, like making the best decision for me. Mm. You know, like it's all type of different deals and contracts and different situations you can be in with labels or you know. Right. So, 
you know, whatever comes about, you know, whether I like it or whether I don't like it, I'm going to do what's best for me, mm. you know. And if it ends up me just staying independently, then that's what it's going to be, you know. But I believe in my music, though. So I'm just focused on getting my music out. Mm. It's the only thing I'm focused on, getting my music out. 100%. Because I feel like since I signed, there's never really been a point in time where since then I was just putting my music out. Mm. Like I said, right after I signed, it was just, boom, just so much. Left and right. What rappers do you consider your actual friends throughout the ups and downs, people that you actually really talk to and actually trust? I got a lot of friends in the rap game. Um, I'm probably not going to remember them right, all of them right now off the top of my head. Um, I fuck with Lil Zay Osama. Shout out Zay. Um, fuck with DCG. Lil Zay Osama has yeah. a fed case of his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free Zay, bro. Um, I fuck with DCG, Sean and Sav. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with them boys. Uh, I fuck with Sean. Sean Kingston, that's my dog. Sean Kingston. Trying to think who else, bro. It's a lot of people I fuck with, bro. But right now, top of my head, I probably can't remember everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I fuck with a lot of different people in the game. Definitely. But I'm just not no. I'm not no internet person. Like I said, even just with the all the real life shit I got going on, like I never been like just a. When I link with niggas, just oh, pull my phone out. T- let's get this pic. Let's snap it up. Like mm-hmm. so. That's why like it's just so much shit people don't know about me because I ain't never been no internet person. Right. Now I'm just like kind of. In a mindset where I'm like, you know what? I got to put aside my feelings and just focus on the business side of this shit. Mm-hmm. And I know with the business side of this shit, now nah, in the game, it's all about content. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about how good your music is. It's about them falling in love with you as a person. Right. And the only way they're going to do that is by knowing about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They can't know about you if you're not being on the Internet and letting them know what you got going on. Right. You know what I mean? So, But I wouldn't let that shit be known because I had so much shit going on. But do you like you know? that side of it of, you and know, I still got shit going on. Talking like, into your yeah. iPhone and posting it on your story and shit like that or does that come natural to you or is that kind of a stretch since you kind of came up more off the music? I mean, shit. It's 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 I wouldn't say it come natural cuz you know, days when I do it, like it's cuz I'm focused on doing it. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. "All right, let me give them content today. You know, let them know what the fuck I'm doing." You know, mm-hmm. but on a regular basis, bro, I just be living. You know? Like, you feel me? Like, even when I seen you, I ain't. Come on, Adam, let's snap it up real quick. You know what I mean? We'll take photos. Yeah, I know. But I'm just <laughs> saying, I ain't, you feel me? Like, I ain't get on live. Like, oh, I made no jumper. I ain't, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just naturally, I just be living, bro. Yeah, I'm always balancing the two. Because sometimes I'll, like, have a rapper on here. We talk for two hours. And then we fucking go and hang out for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, talk out there and shit. And then I'll think, like, why the fuck did I not put dude on my story? That's what I'm supposed to do. It's part of my job is to promote these interviews. I need to like get a fucking iPhone clip of us hanging out. But instead I was like actually being a person and not thinking about my fucking internet personality, which is great. Right. It's just like two different things. Like a lot of the happiest people I know are people who are not pulling out their fucking phone all the time not to put facts. shit on they their story. Into the real world. Yeah. You know what I mean, but you know, I don't know. There be some people though too, like it be seeming like just they just be monotone as hell, just chill as fuck. But when they pull that phone out, that's when they come alive. True, you know. But if it worked for them, that's what worked for them, you know. Yeah, that's how a lot of content creators are. I'm always torn between tailoring my personality to the times, which is like pure social media, versus like being an actual person. Yeah, but shit, niggas like us, but we gotta do that shit every day. Yeah, that's our job. Yeah, so. 
Definitely. So you got like a full project coming out soon, or is it just like a video? No, I do. I mean, I, my song, I do. That's what's coming out, video with that, boom. Hmm. But I do got a whole project, like, just ready. Like, I'm ready to give it to them. I'm just ready for the right time, for the hmm. right moment. You know what I mean? Whether it's right after I do, or whether it's, shit, next song after I do is Highway, whether it's after Highway. But I definitely feel like within the next three drops, it's going to be one of them. Definitely. Yeah, man, I wish you the best of luck because the music is definitely one thing that seems like it's stayed pretty fucking consistent because the recent shit that I heard sounds really good, too. Which was I Don't Need Love. Just all the recent videos that I was watching and shit and then going back to the old stuff and I'm like, I feel like you really have been like steadily improving. No, it's a lot of growth, bro, but I'm going to be 100. Like the the music that I've been dropping lately been the music for my core fan base that I know that I... I built off old streets, which is a paying shit. You feel right. me? Like a lot of the new music that's, you know, a lot of growth and different shit that you never heard from me wouldn't wouldn't even expect for me to make. Mm. I ain't put that shit out yet. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to do this shit right. You know? Definitely. You're trying to like warm the fan base back up with the mm-hmm. shit that you know yeah, they like. Yeah, I want to feed my core, my core, because they deserve it. Mm. You know what I mean? The ones who've been here, you know, the million monthly listeners on Spotify who've still been here and the other million on Apple Music and others, they still. They deserve it. So I want to give them 2K baby fans what they want. You know what I mean? And then we can get on to the new shit. Who do you think of as like the, the greatest pain rappers of all time? Greatest pain rappers of all time? It's kind of a weird distinction, but we all know that it's a thing. Mm, damn. Right now, I, I'll say right now in the game. I ain't going to say of all time. Okay. But right now, like shit. Of course, Rod Wave. Mm. I say Rod Wave, bro, because his paint music go crazy. Um, I like Friday. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I love Friday's music. Yeah, you. he's super talented. Hell yeah, he's hard as fuck. Um, shit, after that, pain. No cap, no cap. No cap is hard. He go hard with the pain shit. Yeah. Is young boy up there? Yeah. Yeah, but I, only reason I say Young Boy because he makes so much other shit too. Mm. You feel me? And No Cap makes a lot of other shit too, but most of his pain shit I feel like go the craziest. We never really got to find out what happened with No Cap and Young Boy, huh? They went to war on Instagram at one point, and then we never really heard anything after that. I don't think. Shit, I mean, from my perspective, bro, I'm assuming it was just probably just some real just brother shit, like. Just, you know, brothers go at it type But shit. No Cap signed to have Never sometimes. Broke Again, and then we never really, like, saw Young Boy do almost anything to promote him, right? If I remember correctly, bro, I still be seeing No Cap's music posted on, like, the Never Broke Again page and shit. Hmm. That's probably, like, the people that work there. I don't know if that's Young Boy directly. That's one thing that I got from them beefing online is, like, oh, No Cap feels like Young Boy has not done anything out of his way to promote him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I ain't never looked at it like that. I ain't never See, you, that. you can't have this conversation, honestly, on camera because you, <laughs> nah, <laughs> you got to be nah, cool I, with everybody. You're a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, like, never really just thought about that shit. Like, I, I just, never really thought about it either until I saw No like Cap said, putting it like that. And I'm like, oh, damn, I, I thought, like, you feel me, the, the Never Broke Again page, if I'm following the right page, the right official page right. or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm assuming shit. They still post this shit. It's just, it's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, <laughs> if you if you could make a song with one rapper right now, who would it be? Oh, shit. One rapper right now, who would it be? Um, I probably wanted to make a song with Post Malone. I feel that. Oh, God. 
My three year old watches the Post Malone NPR Tiny Desk concert like every day. Mm, He sounds so good acoustic. I want to do one of them. He needs to put out an acoustic album. I, I was just about to say that That'd be hard. Yesterday I just told myself Well I was talking to my nigga Alex Who played a guitar on my song I just dropped I do cause we were shooting a music video For the for the song mm. We was outside You feel me Just with the guitar and shit And with homeless people and shit But um I told him like bro We should put out an acoustic project Okay I made like two songs yesterday While we was outside Just freestyling on the guitar mm. I was like boom I gotta record that shit Yeah That would be hard yeah, Post Malone's one of the greats of this Def- day and age. Yeah, definitely want to do a song on Post, though. Hmm. Oh, God. Okay. Definitely. Um, all right, anybody want to shout out and, uh, or anything you want the fans to make sure that they check out? Um, I do's going to be out, I believe, Friday. That's February 2nd, right? Okay. I do's going to be out Friday. So y'all be, su- be sure to type in the I do. Um, second quarter, that's my project I got coming out. I don't know when I'm going to give that to y'all. That could be two weeks from now, two months from now. Mm-hmm. Family, so y'all be sure to be waiting on that. And yeah, appreciate you for having me on here, bro. Definitely. Baby. Appreciate you, G. Yeah. 2K, baby. Born in the year 2000. Yeah, born in the year 2000. That's, that's where they come from. I figured. Everybody be thinking it's, it's from like the game 2K, which I am nice on. I ain't gonna lie, if anybody wanna work, we can play for five bands, 10 bands, whatever. Dan's know what's up. Really? You're you nice know. like that. He started putting money up right away. Bro, I'm nice like that. Damn. I ain't gonna lie to I never played it. You never played 2K? No. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I just talked to Ronnie yesterday, bro. He about to put my skin in, bro. Really? Yeah, bro. I got scanned in like a year or two ago, but it never got put in the game. It shit had me high. I called him yesterday, like, bro. I called him yesterday. I ain't gonna name drop, bro. But they put somebody in the game. I called him like, bro, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I said, bro, are you fucking serious, bro? Y'all put this nigga in the game, and y'all ain't put me in the. I want to be GTA be Six, up, baby. Doesn't that sound like a rapper name? GTA 6, baby. I ain't gonna lie to that dude. Nowadays, bro, <laughs> there's so like many crazy names, though. I was about to say, yeah, but nah, it don't sound crazy, nah. Yeah. Names nowadays, so many crazy, yeah, but they going up. It's it's a lot of hard, and they just, you know, being consistent with content, so that's what it's about. You still fuck with listening to, like, younger artists, or are you kind of zoned out, not paying attention to the... What you mean, like, up-and-coming artists people and are shit? coming up and... Nah, I be listening to a lot of, like, you know, artists that's not, like, the biggest artists in the world, no shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I be listening to a lot of different artists. I ain't gonna lie to you. A lot. I'm good. Definitely. Um, all right. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, Brody. Glad we it's finally got to sit down. Hell yeah, me too, bro. We had to knock this out. I ain't gonna lie. I don't go be do. For sure. I'm a, I'm a believer. I think you're gonna blow back up this year. Hell yeah, bro. Like I said, it's just about me really wanting it, bro, and really, you know, putting the work in, you know, mm-hmm. like focusing just on the music, not letting my real life shit, you know, get to my head and make me wanna, you know, veer off from that shit and veer off from my fans, you know, because they deserve that shit. Definitely. All right. 2K, baby. Yeah. No jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, etc. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Go turn my man up on all streaming services, mm-hmm. etc. Appreciate et you, bro. Appreciate you.